0: back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Suicide Squad by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And my, name...
1: <laughs> and my microphone was off, but my name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And
0: today we're talking about Minute 101 of Suicide Squad, which is going to start with Harley Quinn asking if the rest of the team, uh, what's wrong? after she's invited herself to come along to the the final act Hmm. does that make sense
1: yeah 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 (laughs) the parade the party the party the showdown the
0: shindig the hangout the the nope dropped it um Um, what is it
1: what do they what do they call um like barn parties a hoedown hoedown that's a good one (laughs) a hoot nanny uh or a hoot nanny <laughs> yeah, a hoot nanny yeah there's an american dad episode about that somewhere yeah no it was a family guy episode you oh, there was were, it? There were two rednecks fighting okay i can say that
0: um <laughs> so yeah after uh after deadshot has promised rick Flagg that he's going to get him to where enchantress is um harley quinn said "i'll come" you know just that's unpredictable, Harley Quinn. That's this movie is unpredictable, Nathan. Yeah. Um. So I was told. And so the other ones, the other uh, squad members are, um, just standing around. And and as she walks out, it's very, uh, it's a, it's a quippy comedic moment where uh, Harley Quinn just, it's like, what's wrong? Like, Come on, let's go. Um, and, um, <laughs> I don't even know how to talk about it, but it, it, she just drops a.
1: Uh, A nasty word, (laughs) profanity. Was that what you're gonna say? A censored word
0: that even uh, the PG thirteen of our podcast. I don't even know if I. I don't know.
1: It's just isn't this movie PG thirteen? It is, but I'm still. So you get one time you can say that you just don't want to say it. I do. I don't don't need to say it. You know. You're right. You know what I um. Some I I used to get called that a bunch by someone who I was very fond of, and it hurt my feelings every time. It was like in a jokey manner, but it was like one of those like, "Oh, come on, you're doing you're doing a jab."
0: Oh yeah, and it starts to hurt after a while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, I I don't know. It's it, I guess because it's a PG thirteen movie, you can say that, and and so they do. It's sassy, Mark. It's, it's sassy. Harley Quinn. It's
1: Harley Quinn. She can say it. She has one.
0: Um. Is it irony? Is it? No, no it's it, not. Uh, well, yeah, it actually might be. Um, but it is it is what it is, and it's fine. Um, I, it's a little too edgy for me, personally. Really? Yeah.
1: Really. <laughs> I just think it's just, okay, that's uh, that's your comedy yeah. for the minute. It's, it's like, a, we yeah. had a great five uh, or eight, however many minutes it was of this
0: yeah you drop like one of those yeah it's whatever and
1: it's just like uh okay exit stage left harley quinn
0: but also it i mean it fits the character so who who's to complain really
1: you know we are um and i just don't i I, me personally don't care yeah but like uh it's just like oh i think it, it probably got a chuckle in the theaters
0: Does anyone uh yeah and i guess that's my question Does anyone ever feel like empowered when that when that gets dropped
1: when they're calling someone that, I'm sure yeah, it happens a lot, but like, that's the wrong reason. And They're like, "Yeah, yeah, no." Take uh, it from someone who used to get called it, uh, and it's just like, "Hey, come on, you just don't <laughs> come. Come on, come on, now. shut up."
0: Um, this is where we get what I'm try I I often compare this to the the Trinity splash page in Dawn of Justice when you see Wonder Woman, Superman, and Batman, but this is like. Most films have this where it's like this is the team. Like this is This the, is them. This is them. You remember the one in the, the Santa Claus and he's
1: walking down the hallway with the elves? With e- the elves. E- e- uh, a- L- L- v- L- F- the E-L-F-S. Yeah,
0: what is yeah, I remember, I know exactly what you're talking about. You know exactly. In the movie The Santa Claus. And then they do a little dance. There's a slow motion
1: dance. Yeah.
0: Yeah, with like the special forces, the special mm-hmm. ops elves. Oh my god, I can't believe you remember that. That's hey. Um, favorite
1: christmas movie of course i'm gonna remember that
0: and so that's that's what we're looking at in this minute um and it's the music is phenomenal I, lo- I love the music um we get the the infamous captain boomerang returning for no reason where he like just joins the squad again again comedy mark it's Come com- not no no no, no. i wasn't comedy. criticizing <laughs> it i wasn't criticizing it it's just it adds to the unpredictableness of Captain Boomerang for him to show up again—it's—it's mm-hmm. it's the same thing Harley Quinn did, where she was like, "Oh, I'll come," and he's like, "Eh, I'll come." Yeah, yeah. So,
1: I mean, the only thing that is missing from this walk that they're doing is the stop and and dance, like put your arm. That they got to do yeah. that. <laughs> it's literally the only thing missing, and like it should be. I mean, we get Stephen Price finally kicking in um it sounds good it sounds good it, but it sounds at the good. same time it's like you could replace that with acdc and it'd be like okay but that's
0: the that's the thought that they had throughout this movie but was see
1: like, there's a difference i know that's the thought that they had throughout but this you're movie. saying this that's could upsetting.
0: be this could have been one of the times where it would have been acceptable to play licensed music
1: yeah oh and then they chose to play steven price and it's like oh <laughs> like, I get it, Stephen Price. You do get the big fanfare of them walking down the street as a squad he, and finally, does, yeah. you know, together and bonded. That's cool, Stephen. Good on you, mate. But um, it's just, I mean, the other points that were playing, mm-hmm. uh, Fortunate Son and all these things. Did they play Fortunate Son? I don't think they played They, they played, played another a, CCR. There was a CCR anyway, that Anyway, the, the point where it's just like, that could have been very sombering uh, uh, Stephen Price. And it's like, you, you got... Yeah, switched out so now you just got this moment which is like it's poster moment and I mean I'm sure it's probably I feel like I'm being hypocritical but at least I'm recognizing it mm-hmm. I just don't expect Stephen price score right here at this moment and the fact that it is here it's still like it didn't raise his uh it still feels like it's it's kind of talking down to him in my opinion
0: well this like this is the task force X. Theme like this is their the overall theme that was created for the Suicide Squad and I think he makes it better like the scene like you know as music should uh, enhance the scene Um, and I think it has to do like it has to carry more weight than it would have had to previously like it has to prove a lot more it's almost like Let's see. I'm just, let me explain it to like the Dark Knight trilogy. And so you always had Hans Zimmer doing the music for the Dark Knight trilogy. And so when you hear those, and same thing with Man of Steel and Superman, when Hans Zimmer's thematics mm-hmm. that he's created, those motifs for those characters, you've heard them so much that when the big showdown happens and those motifs return once more they enhance the scene without having to lift so much weight mm-hmm. because you're already
1: used to it. And it's a familiar and thing. And so yeah. the
0: brain already registers it. This is enhancing the scene, but for the audience, it's like we have to now register that this has always been their theme. It's like it, you see how much more weight that it yeah. has to do yeah, because we're not used to hearing it. I mean, I, like we are because we've seen this movie too many times or heard the score so many times, but... um, this might be the first time you're like, "Ooh, I like this groove. I like this line," and you might not even know it's the theme for them. Um, it just sounds that good. It could it could have actually been a licensed song, and you probably wouldn't have known. But it is, it is a, it is a great moment. Um, and I don't think this is there. Is there any negatives to, the, to this part?
1: Because I don't think so. I, the only negative that I saw was yeah. just like, uh, it was, I, I felt like, like this, oh man, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, I love Stephen Price's score and, and mm-hmm. the theme. It's great, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. It just seems like, um, and I don't know if I should be saying forced, but it seems maybe that is it. Maybe they are forcing it because what you just said, like, oh, this is the Suicide Squad theme song. This is it, guys. They're all together walking down. You can see him in a big long shot. This is it. Yeah. Steven Price. Yeah. Remember him. Yeah. No, nobody does remember exactly. him. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. Oh yeah. So yeah, like I that's guess. my only downfall where it's like, I I think they're trying to force the score on you now when that's just so foreign to me Mm -hmm. it's just like no man it's got to be thematic throughout the movie i have to be able to pick and choose like hear the themes hear everybody's theme hear hear the motifs that are coming in and and the different medleys that are playing throughout and all this stuff yeah and it's nice to see them confident it's nice to see the characters
0: confident together it's like now that they are uh, like um like one
1: a unit a unit yeah it's good to see But you know what, Mark, I got to tell you, it's taken 101 minutes to get to this (laughs) point. And with a squad team up thing that are uh, from, you know, different points of view and and different characters and stuff like that, it very very may well take 101 minutes to get to the point where they are unified. But the past 100 minutes that we saw of this movie was nothing it it had them working towards that unit falling short on every hit they tried to do. Okay. do. you know what I mean.
0: Okay, I'm glad that you said that last sentence because I was going to stop you and be like, "Well, if we look at Dawn of Justice, a movie that we do think is a masterpiece in in many in in ways. Um, that does take forever for Bruce as and, it and, should, and, as it should, because and, they're... and what's <laughs> and, and I was going to say if this takes 101 minutes to get there. You know why take 100 and you know 27? Well, I don't even know when that fight.
1: 127 hours to cut your arm off. When
0: did the Martha Minute happen? 127? I'm gonna I'm gonna guess 127.
1: How many minutes were in the movie? 184. I
0: can't remember what minute it was that we talked about Martha on, but um, like that happens, and I was thinking like, what's the difference? Why does that? Why can that take so long to get there and be? rewarding and then suicide squad takes so long to get to this and feel um like undeserved and i think it's because what you brought up is the fact that the worth of the 100 minutes did not equal this payout exactly and and with dawn of justice you had you had lex Luthor's plot to understand you had superman's um like his doubt to to you know, you had to pay mm-hmm. attention to see what 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 was the weight that were being placed on his shoulders, and then the fears of Batman. Like we had to go through the nightmare scene to understand just how bad Bruce um,
1: has fallen it, or is fallen. scared yep. of of, of yeah, this that alien. kid's
0: terrified. It, yeah, and so it's when you watch Dawn of Justice, the climax of the film is fulfilling and rewarding because the stuff that you watched before it was all of value. The things with Suicide Squad, were 101 minutes. Um, There was,
1: it was, it was spotty value. It was spotty value. It was, mm-hmm.
0: good. Yeah, it was good. Um, and
1: I want to love this part. Like, cause, that, one, cause this is, is
0: like sizzle real material where you like,
1: I think that's good. I, a, I, I, I like it. Stuff. I like the aesthetic of them walking down an abandoned street. It's nighttime. The shop lights are still on. There's debris and, and destruction all over mm-hmm. the place. That's cool. Um, Hey, throwing some more fire. I like fire. Mark, you like fire. Particle effects. We could have had some cool particle effects. Anyway, we, we, we didn't make we this movie. It in, doesn't matter. We
0: grew up in Orlando, Florida, where we had like Universal Studios. So those kind of like seeing sets that are always like on fire and stuff, and like the pyrotechnics and like, stuff. And, yeah, like, it's like going to see sets like that is, uh, it's very comforting, mm-hmm. um, especially like if you, like things that are just. Um, like always on fire, dude. We had yeah. the
1: um, we had the the stunt show mm-hmm. over in uh, uh, L.A. They had the Waterworld stunt show. We had the car one with the explosions and everything. Earthquake. Um. No, Earth. That was disaster. That was one of them. But then there was another one. They had the the, the Disney stunt, the Disney car show. Um, uh, the Hollywood one. Yeah, and then the, the, Hollywood, and then the, the, the Hollywood backlot tour. Yes, from Disney. Yeah, fantastic. There was fire in it. Jaws even even has great fire. Had it had fire. amazing fire. King Kong, holy crap! Even the Mummy now has that one room. That's awesome. Um, but King ceiling, Kong ceiling had fire. amazing pyrotechnics in it. Mm-hmm. All these things. So yeah, we're we're we come from that camp where uh, practical effects hit hit real strong chords with us. <laughs> um, but them walking through, Katana up front, she looks amazing. Rick Flagg looks great. I like him now. It's cool. I needed to see him break down and get on the same level of, uh, as everybody. I needed mm-hmm. him to realize, dang, I'm a bad guy. And then and we're good. We're great. Diablo doesn't have a Letterman jacket. It's probably really hot. Or it probably got burnt up when he started doing his fire and stuff like that. I don't know. That well, can you
0: imagine wearing a a, Le- a Letterman jacket when it's pouring?
1: Never owned a Letterman jacket, so I always thought that those things were extremely cumbersome. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, it was, it was good. I do like Captain Boomerang walking oh, in, yeah, pounding the I, beer and throwing it away. I don't think I've ever... He shouldn't be littering, but hey, he's a bad guy. <laughs> I don't think I
0: ever not liked captain boomer yeah me too i thought pinky was weird but i got yeah. over it yeah and that was the only thing that and like, that was it i mean we, we only had qualms. to talk about it for like a few a couple minutes yeah. and, and then we just, and then and it we just accepted it we were yeah. just like hey it's pinky and it's done um, um
1: it, it I, I it's a good aesthetically pleasing scene um harley yeah. with the baseball bat around her shoulders great look i love it
0: yeah that shot with her blowing the bubble gum and it mm-hmm. popping in that and that and that... Um, that's fun. That's it, str- cool. That is timeless footage. Like, just that shot of Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Like, that'll be a clip that we see, you know, decades from now, mm-hmm. if we're still around, um, of, you know, Harley... I and mean, people will be like, oh, remember Margot Robbie's portrayal of Harley Quinn? And, like, you yeah, know, that—that cool. that is the shot that, you know, should be immortalized. Um, and...
1: Um, I think I th- there's another shot of her when she was gathering. Didn't she have the, it was either the baseball bat or the mallet? And like her tongue is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's when they're in the airfield. Yeah, um, that's, that's another. That's one. another immortal. Yeah, immortalized. Uh, that's shot another important Joe. <laughs> it's another
0: Mad Max right there.
1: Um, I just I you're right I. I'm in love with Jai Courtney's Captain Boomerang. Yeah. His confidence walking up as if nothing changed. And like we don't even have to have the conversation of him explaining I came back because I felt bad. I felt like it was family. No, it's just it's not spoken. It's good. We understand it. We can see that the joy on Harley's face once he joins back up with her and and all these things. And it's a great feel good moment. And that's. I think that's really surprising because they didn't have to bog it down with dialogue Mm -hmm. and them having to say, took you long enough or anything like that. Or, you know, I knew you couldn't stand to be apart from us. Just like silly, stupid things like that. It's great. You got the music coming in, Stephen Price. You got Captain Boomerang joining up. Uh, It's great. I like it.
0: Yeah. Even the the next part. These people don't have. Oh, you like this
1: next part? This was one of my favorite parts of the entire movie. I'm telling you right now. I remember (laughs) watching it and being like, yep. What is, yep.
0: what is happening in this minute and tell me why it's your favorite so
1: it cuts to a really cool staging of a shot so i want to scrub a little bit i want to show it to you because it's uh it's it's really cool and the mm-hmm. transition like the cut that they do so go back 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 okay so right here boom cut of this we can t- i mean like i can tell it's a green screen and it's like a kind of it just i don't it, i can tell you exactly what part of it is a green screen yeah exactly and the fact that i can see the real people huddled together on this wall like one too many people to be like inconspicuous okay. on a wall that's comedy and i'm loving it i it's, it's so good captain boomerang up front on the wall peering around the corner pulls out a ro- uh, remote controlled boomerang with a camera on it classic captain boomerang and throws it to get a better view of uh right now they're like right down at the entrance of Enchantress's mm-hmm. train station layer. So he's trying to just scope it out and everything like that. But this shot right here is beautiful to me. It reminds me of um Do you remember in this in the movie and and even like the the type of animation and filter that they used on Immortals where it was a lot of green screen mm-hmm. and real people. But like the big establishing shots where it was people in foreground and there's like vast Uh, Mm, uh, environment and the gods sitting up on Mount Olympus and like it's just it you can see that they're moving and it's very it it still looks computer generated but in like a, a just a beautiful way and not in a way where it's like that's believable that looks real I couldn't even tell that CGI no I can tell this is CGI but damn it I love it I can tell you right where the line is where it's like green screen and these are real people and there's too many real people (laughs) held up huddled up on this corner and it's just fantastic
0: yeah what's cool about it is that it's the so it's the suicide squad on on the left of this uh shot um if we break it into thirds like they are occupying two thirds and then Mm -hmm. the last third on the right is like background um, and the two thirds that they're at, like behind them is a brick wall, and so it's like it's such a forced perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it that it looks cool. Like it actually looks like a comic book cell. It does. It yeah. really does look like a comic you book cell, see... and it looks
1: like like an early '90s comic book movie, in my opinion.
0: It looks like a golden age comic cell where it's like I could see like the Australian comics where it's like. Here's the g- group, just like two thirds of this cell, and then Captain Boomerang doing a, like a little like, like, and then there's like automata. Yeah, yeah, Weep.
1: yeah. And um, the
0: boomerang just goes into the mm-hmm. distance. Um, there's something about it where it's cool, and I don't care about. I don't care about like the reality of of Captain Boomerang throwing a boomerang that has like. I don't like. I don't know. Whatever criticisms there there may be for for this shot or just this moment, I'm like, it's fucking awesome that they do something like this where they take like the idea from like the Arkham games where it's like, oh, Batman had a remote control Batarang. It's like, okay, so Captain Boomerang can have different types of boomerangs too. And that's old news, buddy. Yeah. But, and, and, and and like have this remote control thing and, and like actually put it in the film for a reason and Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's just a cool little moment. Um, I think the, I think the camera on the phone part, that's where I'm like, all right, this was a little lazy on the, um, the visual effects department. um, but yeah, Captain Boomerang throws the boom, remote control boomerang out there. It's got a camera on it. It gets inside the uh, in, the lair of Enchantress, and they can look on his little Samsung phone, um, like the f- camera footage. So the the live the, feed. The live feed, and um, it's it's like. Just a camera from. It's just like footage, like his actual footage from the. It's movie. like
1: drone footage. It's not.
0: Yeah, but it shouldn't be that good. Like that's. that's like a, you
1: should. Like you th- think it should be like fuzzy and like sh- 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 like cutting out and stuff.
0: Yeah, like I'm thinking like. It doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, it does
1: look. I mean, it's a crane shot of a camera. Yeah, but it's know, also CGI, so it's 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 like the. Uh, it, I. I that part when it cuts out i like that and i feel like it should be like that all the time yeah um
0: when it breaks then yeah like it's like black and white
1: staticky it should do that yeah um so think about this camera that thing's got to have like it's got to be on like some sort of 360 gyro thing because a boomerang's spinning yeah so the camera's not spinning it's just like sitting there like on like a saucer or something it would
0: have to be like (laughs) almost like a fidget
1: spinner yeah
0: Exactly, where like the center, like ball bearings and stuff, yeah. The center of the boomerang cannot move so that the camera can come down and be fixated mm-hmm. on something, like it has to be able to do that. Um, but, um, yeah, it's it's, it's still a cool, like it's just the fact that they've been doing this is, is pretty cool. Um, but, um, another thing I thought was weird was Rick Flagg saying, um, we think that thing's a weapon. Mm-hmm. So it gives in the remote control boomerang gets into the layer of Enchantress and we see this, the the base of this giant sky beam. And we've seen
1: it before. The altar and everything like we've that. We've seen yeah. it. We've seen it before. We've seen it, yeah.
0: And normally, um, and we keep using the Black Zero as a reference because it existed in the same universe, um, but with the Black Zero event and the world engine and the terraforming and all that, like it happened it started to show its dominance of why it's a threat of earth. And we said, Hey, we need to stop that thing. Um, when in man of steel, they, they decide to stop it. They go, this is how we got to destroy it. And this is a thing. And, and so they already know it's a weapon and it's at play or, or, you know, all that stuff here. They're like, we think that thing's a weapon. It's like, no dude, the entire audience knows it's a weapon by now. Like (laughs) you need to come to our speed now. Because we got to know how to defeat it. We can't just say, hey, we think that thing's a weapon at the at the end of the film and not like have a game plan of how we're going to get in there. And so so he's saying like we need to get in there so we can destroy what we think is a weapon.
1: But it, wait, hang on. We do see the weapon being used later, don't we? Well, yeah. So I think it's a little fitting that the squad still is unclear about it because, I mean, they haven't... The only person that... Had somewhat footage of it was Amanda Waller, and it was just like drone satellite footage. It wasn't like in the lair. They didn't see the smoke cogs that were getting turned and stuff like that. They didn't see the 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 draped people doing their belly dances. Mm-hmm. Um, because so I think yeah. it's I think it's cool that they. I mean, they say like here we think that's a weapon, and then ten minutes later, when they are in the layer, it's them seeing the weapon being used. It's being used on a smaller scale, I think. Right? No, no, it gets bigger. It goes in the streets and stuff. If I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, so I, I think it's cool.
0: Yeah, that's that's what we were talking about um, last week when we were saying like maybe they should show it being used in like the past or like show it being used first and then say it's a weapon, um, like they did with the the world engine, and, and you know, like we can do that. Um, but it's it's still like like. The rest of this movie, I think, gets a little more energetic and like a lot more action-packed, and it's still good stuff.
1: Um, um, again, I'm going to tell you, this thing with Boomerang was one of my favorite parts in this movie when I first saw it, mm-hmm. that he once the Boomerang gets destroyed by a, a tendril of Incubus, I almost called him Isaac, a tendril of Incubus, um, he's just like, ah. And then just throws the phone he on the ground. It's, the you hear it audibly fall on the ground. That thing only had one use. It wasn't his normal phone. He just had the Samsung phone as a remote control I'm for glad the boomerang. You that. So that means in the the chest that he was given at the airfield, that was taken out of his little flat in Central City, that they. I wonder how many of those he has, and I wonder if they are just a one-use thing. So maybe he has three remote-controlled boomerangs. So he has three different Samsung phones. Imagine those guys sitting in that apartment, like looking at it around, like at his little case of uh things, and just being like, "Huh, you think he's gonna use all three? I don't know if we can fit all of that. Nah, just just give him one. I mean, like it's he's only gonna be able to use it once, right?
0: <laughs> they gave him an offline phone.
1: I don't know if he has these phones specifically for just the boomerang remote control part. Yeah, like, I just thought it was cool that it was just like a it's it's not like an all purpose thing that he has an app on his phone that he mm-hmm. developed. It's just a one time use phone. Like ah, <laughs> done with this. Like it, <laughs> just it I'm, made that made me laugh that. more yeah. than the 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 Harley Quinn call out at the bar. That was him throwing that phone on the ground after just one use. That is comedy. <laughs> <They> <laughs> bust it, That's it the right it there. It shatters. Yeah. And you
0: hear it audibly break like uh-huh. the phone. Like <laughs> the, the idea of how Android phones break where they like pop out in the back. Yeah, the battery, yeah, the battery
1: falls out. It's all of these things. Like that's just, that is perfect. I thought that was, it's, that's Boomerang. Yeah. That's a great Jai Courtney doing goal. it. Oh man.
0: They got to do it in the next film. That's that. what makes
1: me want to see more of him now.
0: Yeah. whether he throws another one, it breaks and then he throws the phone and it shatters uh-huh. again. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, it's. I'm. I'm so glad you caught that, cause I, cause I kept going. No, that's the sound of the phone. Yeah, breaking. no, that, I,
1: I distinctly remember watching that on the first time, being like, "That's it. I love it. I love that." <laughs> oh man, yeah. No, yeah. Good stuff.
0: All righty. Well, that's going to end it for today. If you enjoyed everything you heard, you can find us on all social media at DCEU Minute and the Facebook group, the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society. You can join us to talk about today's minute, and we'll catch you guys tomorrow for Minute 102 of Suicide Squad.